Welcome to the Wealthy Gorilla Podcast, where we interview leading professionals about life, success, self-development, and more. Get ready to transform your mind, level up your life, and achieve your true potential. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. What's up, everybody? It's Dan Weston here from WealthyGorilla.com with another episode of the Wealthy Gorilla Podcast. Now, today, I have Trevor Oldham on the show from Become the Lion. Trevor is co-founder of Become the Lion. It is a motivational brand for online entrepreneurs and anyone looking to achieve success. Now, this episode is brilliant because Trevor has built such an enormous brand in such a small amount of time and it's only going to keep growing. So sit back guys, check it out and I hope you enjoy this episode of the Wealthy Gorilla Podcast. What's up guys, it's Dan Weston here. Welcome back to the Wealthy Gorilla Podcast. Now today I am here with Trevor Oldham from Become the Lion. Trevor is co-founder of Become the Lion and it is a motivational blog for entrepreneurs and anyone looking to achieve success in their life. So Trevor, thank you so much for coming on the Wealthy Gorilla Podcast today, man. Dan, thank you. I'm excited to speak with your audience today. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It should be a great episode. So before we actually get into Become the Lion and how that came about, uh, tell our audience a little bit about yourself. Yeah, for sure. So I'm 20 years old right now. I'm still in college, and I think for you, you call it university. So I'm still trying to go through that process. Um, I've been an entrepreneur almost, I would say, almost my entire life. I never knew it was called entrepreneurship until I got older. You know, I worked the normal typical teenager jobs, you know, retail and all that fun stuff. But yeah, you know, I'm in school and then I'm co-founder of the company called that you mentioned, Become the Lion, where I help, you know, I blog and I also have a podcast there where we interview amazing guests and yeah, just a little bit about me. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty much the same. Like, um, you know, I got into entrepreneurship when I was young, and I would sell like football cards and uh, you know the, the the standard things you do when you're a teenager trying to make some money uh, online or what have you. So yeah, that's awesome, man. So what's your mission with Become the Lion, and uh, how did the idea come about? Yeah, for sure. So I'll start. I guess I'll start with the mission for Become the Lion. It, well, I'll start with how it got started because that will lead us into the mission. So like you mentioned. You know, I've always been an entrepreneur, you know, growing up. I always like, you know, just like little things like selling lemonade and, you know, buying and reselling baseball cards and just all that fun stuff. But I never knew it was called entrepreneurship. I just always thought it was something cool to do because I didn't really want to work for someone else. And when you're, you know, 10 years old, you legally can't work for someone else unless, you know, maybe it's like a family member or something. So I always just wanted to try to make money for myself. But as I got older, I thought it would still be cool to continue to make money for myself. But, you know, as you get older, reality hits and, you know, I had a car and car insurance and all that fun stuff. So I went out and I got a job at a local retail store and I was working the job for six months and the job was, you know, the job was pretty bad. It was, it was terrible. It wasn't, it wasn't a fun experience. And the reason I quit is after six months, I got a raise of nine cents. So my average weekly pay went up went up by about 72, 72 cents after taxes. So you know I didn't really feel that appreciated. So I know I was still young. I was a senior in high school. I was like, all right, I gotta quit this. So I quit it. You know, just still trying to figure my way out and what to do. And I ended up watching the movie 
The Wolf of Wall Street with uh by jo- well Jordan Belfort portrayed by Leonardo DiCaprio. I thought that may- that movie was you know really good and I just was inspired by the lifestyle that he was living. And so I went out, I bought books on investing, and I read them. And I previously read books on investing, so I had some idea. But the problem is when I got to reading more and more books, I realized that you have t- you have to have time and money. And I had time, but I didn't have you know nearly enough money to acquire the amount that I would like to essentially live off. So then somehow, some way, I found a book, and the book was the differences between the upper and the middle class. And one of the things that was mentioned in the book was starting a business, and I never thought of even starting a business. So I actually found the site Alibaba and AliExpress, and for your audience that don't know what those sites are, it's essentially a wholesaler which you can buy products from China on Alibaba. You can buy products from China in bulk from you know 50 to 100 to literally as many as you want. And then AliExpress, you can buy as little as you want. You can buy just one item. So they're just good sites that you can buy you know really cheap imported products. So I found Alibaba. I decided to buy phone cases. So I bought 50 phone cases. It was somewhere between 80 and 85 dollars. It was under two dollars a case. I went to sell them. Find out that they're knockoffs. I should not should have expected that coming coming from China and buying a name brand. So I so I got rid of those and I was still trying to figure out you know different ways to make money, but on AliExpress they had nautical themed bracelets and watches which I really liked and I'm from Massachusetts and Cape Cod which is right down by the ocean, so I thought this would be the perfect fit so I started a brand called Trevor James Products which I ran for a while, and I noticed that when I went to school last year and when I went to college that a lot of the kids didn't have an entrepreneurial drive or anything and I was kind of basically on my own being at school and when I was on my own at school I just read just as many books as I could and this was at a point where I think I maybe read you know one book my entire high school career and I was able to read 30 books my first freshman year in college that just helped me get a different mindset and everything and while I was at school you know a few months in I had this idea of wouldn't it be cool to inspire others you know motivate others to start their own business because I was I think I was 18 at the time when the idea for Become the Lion happened. And I was like, yeah, like, I want to be the inspiration for others to go out and start a business and become successful. So I had the idea and I mentioned it to my business, my now business partner, Nicholas. We happen to live in the same town and we met through my brother. So I knew a little bit about him. So we got together, talked about the idea, really liked it. And then we started essentially what we now run is Become the Lion. So we just started with, you know, Instagram. And what we realized with Instagram is, you know, if, Something happens, like if you look at Uber and Airbnb, they're kind of disrupting those industries. So something comes along and, you know, kills Instagram because that can totally happen. You know, just look at Instagram just essentially killing Snapchat. If you saw, like, Snapchat stock the other day went down, like, 25%, and they're just just doing so bad. So we just didn't want to rely just on Instagram. So then we created Twitter and a Facebook following. But then the problem was is we had all these followers, but we had to drive them somewhere. So then that's where we started the blog. And on the blog is where it's been a lot of fun. Because on social media, we were just doing, you know, motivational memes with a paragraph underneath. But on the blog, we can, you know, we write blogs on, you know, mindset. We try to give motivation. And we also give people different practical tips on, you know, how to start a business, how to, you know, write a book. We recently came out with our first book. And there's all these different ideas on how people can create passive income and also create a living that they like. And then also the podcast. So what we've done with all the, with the entire company and how it's come together in the past few months this is essentially a spot where we want to help starting entrepreneurs or people who have started a business but 
you know, are moving along to help them to go out and create something of what they have, whether that's starting a business or if they have a business, showing them how they can take that business and essentially grow that to where the point where they no longer have to work for anyone else. So I guess our mission would be just trying to help others achieve the life that they desire. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's an awesome story. Um, yeah, I'm very familiar with like AliExpress and Alibaba as well. Um, I used to like do drop shipping and that kind of thing uh, with eBay. Um, so you've you started the Facebook pages and the the Instagram pages a couple of years ago, right? But then mm-hmm. you only started the site how long ago? So we so we started the company in January 2016. I don't. I think we started the site. I would well, we we always had the site. We just never like did anything with it. I I think I'm trying to think back. I think we probably didn't really get really get into the site until maybe October, November of 2016. Right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I think that's great when people can actually have like really good success on social media earlier on, and then kind of like build the page. Like a lot of people have done that. They've then built their website, um, you know, later on, which is which is awesome. So how many views does the site get in the moment, roughly, and what are your plans to try and grow it for the future? Yeah, definitely. So for this site right now, we're getting about 100,000 views per month, and I want to, you know, I just want to continue to get that higher. And you're looking at, we're trying to look at look at the different avenues. Instagram, it's it's pretty hard to just get people to come come to your site because when people go on Instagram, if they go on your profile, they just have that one link they can click. So we we actually just send those people to check out our book. And on Twitter, we can you know we can post our blogs and on Facebook as well. But what I've really been interested in lately is Pinterest. And the reason that I really like Pinterest lately is I've seen bloggers, you know, Melissa Griffin. If you want to check out her website, she built essentially her website through Pinterest, driving traffic through Pinterest, and she makes over I think it's over like a hundred. I know it's at least over a hundred thousand dollars a month, and then obviously how much more that is. But she just grew it all through Pinterest, and then I'm starting to realize through Pinterest is it's not that saturated of a market. Well, I mean, there's a hundred. I think there's like 115 million people on it, and yes, that's a lot of people. But when you look at Facebook, where there's over one billion people, and on Facebook, you have you put out a post, and even though we have you know over 300,000 likes on our page, maybe if we're lucky, 10% of the people on our page will see it. But usually, it's anywhere between two and five percent. So that's hard to always drive people, drive traffic back to our page. But on Pinterest, if you put out an article and it's essentially you're pinning your article and you, you design like a nice image for it. And when you do that, people can come back to your site. So I just started using Pinterest about, I think a month ago is when I really started getting into it. And our account already has like over 100,000 views on Pinterest. And we were starting to actually drive a good amount of traffic from Pinterest. And the good thing is, is if you're starting like a motivational or self-development blog it's heavily i would say a lot of women use it so it's about 65 women 35 men so i think there's a lot of opportunity there as compared to if you're going off and starting a facebook account or if you're starting an instagram account so i think the instagram market is kind of oversaturated and i think twitter is going to be dying off pretty soon you know maybe not right away but in the next year or two and I just think Pinterest is the way that I just see the future of our company being able to grow while also just continuing to put out the articles on Facebook as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, Twitter is uh, is declining rapidly, um, just not doing very well at all. Facebook, the reach, they're, ver- they're limiting it. Mm. Um, 
unfortunately like obviously I don't have that big a page on Facebook something like 50,000 likes um, but I've been recently collaborating with a guy who has over 2 million and his reach he's saying that the traffic that he used to be getting was way higher than what it is now uh, from Facebook so Pinterest is interesting man I, I, I used it when I first started the blog but I, I never really kind of got the hang of it so maybe I'll have to dive back in and kind of have a look at that that's, um, that's interesting so become the lion it's obviously grown really rapidly which is great are there any particular habits that you've adopted or even kicked that have dramatically improved your ability to succeed yeah for sure so I think the one habit that I've implemented into, I guess it would be more than one habit but a combination is having a morning routine and to go along with a morning routine, just having a quick nighttime routine, is I never had I never had these. I mean, I was going to school last year, and I would pretty much just wake up whenever. And I I over the course of the year, I started to form a little bit of a routine, but it was nothing. It was that great, and I ended up get. I was just frustrated because I was I had the same morning routine for a while, and I feel like I wasn't advancing. And I realized that in my bookshelf, I had the book The Miracle Morning by Hal. Elrod, I didn't even know I had it, but somehow I did. I must have just spotted it at some point. So I started reading it, and I just I try to implement the exact morning routine that he mentions in that book. So every morning I start off, I just wake up, and I usually just set my alarm across the room so it allows me to get up. And then from, from there, I always have a glass of cold water, and then I brush my teeth, and then I come back into my room, and I'll usually meditate from anywhere between 10 to 15 minutes. And then once I'm done meditation, I have a journal next to me and I'll just write down in the journal, you know, my thoughts that I might have or what I want to accomplish during the day. And then once that's done, I have my affirmations. I just have my affirmations written down on a, on a note card and I just say them aloud to myself. And then once my affirmations are done, I, I was reading Lewis Howe's book, School of Greatness, and he mentioned creating a perfect day. So I so essentially you're creating a perfect day for what you want your life to look like in the future. So I just have it like in a paragraph form and I read that to myself and visualize my, that to myself every morning. And I usually end off, depending on how busy I am that day, I'll, I'll usually read between 30 minutes and an hour each day. So that's how I start the morning. And then at night, I just like to just help myself and I just give, I just do a few minutes of yoga. There's like, I do like a, the same seven minute video. And it just really is working on your hips because I'm sitting down a lot during the day on my computer and you have a lot of tension in your hips. So I try to release a lot of that tension. And then I just go back. I write down in my journal again what I accomplished that day, what I want to accomplish for the next day. And then I just read in bed, you know, for 15, 20 minutes. So I just think having a morning routine and a nighttime routine has just helped me tremendously. And it's just, I've just done it for a lot, um, a while now since August where I've just implemented this routine. And sometimes I might like, if I get bored with it, I'll switch it up and, you know, because there's just so many different exercises that I can do with it. But I just think having a morning routine, a nighttime routine just helps you out just so much. And I just, I'm not sure exactly why it is. I just know that the days that I do my morning routine and my nighttime routine, I'm always a lot more productive than if I don't do it. Yeah, that's awesome, man. There's some, some strong routines there. That's great. Um, I think it's very important to have... A morning routine in particular but the fact that you have a night routine as well is um, is really awesome and like you say switching it up can also be a really good thing as well just in case 
the same routine gets a little bit tiresome and you just don't quite feel the same benefit from it as you did when you started. So that's great. So with Become the Lion, you've built a very smart brand. Like I look at your website and I think it's really smart. Everything that you're doing there is it's it's not like most people's, right? It's it's all smart and it's all organized and it's strong, you know? Mm-hmm. So for anyone else out there who's perhaps trying to start a brand, an online brand or an online blog or something like that as well, do you have any advice for them how they can kind of replicate the same results you've had? Yeah. So what I would say when someone's, let's say someone's starting a blog and the first thing that I would tell them is you're going to want to put out quality content. And I know for me, because I've seen the articles, I had to take them down. But when I first started off, I used to just write, you know, maybe it was 400, 500 word articles and I wouldn't try to write them that good. Well, I try to write them the best I could at that skill level. But what I think is important for people to learn is when they're starting a blog, that it's always quality over quantity. And I used to be at the point where I try to write like three, four, five blog posts a day and they just wouldn't necessarily be that good. So I think it's important that you take the time to just stop and really think about what you want to be writing for your blog. And I think the best purposes for at least SEO, you want to try to at least write, you know, around 1500 words per article, which can seem like a lot in the beginning. But even if you can start off at a thousand words, which honestly you could do that in an hour or two and then work your way up. And then for, and then also I, I might take an hour to write an article, but I also spend anywhere between three and four hours editing the article and I tried editing the article myself and I would continue to do it, but honestly, I recommend using a writing software. So I use a writing software, it's called Pro Writing Aid, and I think it's like $40 for the year, and you can use it. And what it does is when you're done writing your article, I can scan it, so it'll go through the entire article, it'll tell me like the different spelling mistakes I've used, the different, how many, I have like an over word, overused word check, and then you can check out like it's something called sticky sentences, so you can see like, if it's a hard, it's essentially it means a hard to read sentence. So I just use that tool to help me. So that just also helps me improve my writing. And then you also want to just be consistent. And if you're using like a site like WordPress, you can schedule your blog posts out, which I think is just really neat. And when you're scheduling them out, you know, you can do it a few days a week, like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, however you want. Just make sure that you can always producing consistent content. And then when you're designing your website, just you know, don't let that hold you back from starting. Because like the website design that we have right now, I I think <laughs> I I don't know how many different times that we've changed it. So we're on WordPress right now, but then we used to be on Shopify, then we were on WordPress, then we jumped back to Shopify. So just don't really worry too much about the design in the beginning. It's just more of just putting out great content that's gonna build an audience. And also I recommend, you know, trying to build an email list from the beginning, because we didn't really try to build an email list when we were first starting off which I kind of regret now looking back on it because I think it would have been a lot easier. But if someone's starting off, just try to grow the email, try to grow your email list. You know, you can write a free ebook or send them your latest articles. So if someone who's starting off, just also try to build, you know, an email list, put out, you know, quality content. Even if you don't think you are a writer, everyone has to start somewhere. And then don't worry too much about the design because you can fix that over time. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Um, great points there. Firstly, about the the shorter articles and how they they don't perform as well and they don't look as good and I think 
The thing is, the thing with SEO is that shorter articles would have worked maybe five, mm. six, seven years ago, something like that. Um, they would have worked, and a lot of sites grew really quickly through posting masses of these short articles. And of course, Google's gotten smarter, and they've redone all their algorithms and updates, and it's now not the case, right? If you if you post short articles, you're probably going to get penalized. And that's something that I had to kind of get used to as well, because in the beginning, I wasn't, I wasn't posting long articles I was posting fairly short articles and they just weren't doing well at all um, but it's because you kind of look at people who have already built their blogs and you look at what they were doing and you can see that they were posting shorter articles right back back when they first died but it, the, the same principle just doesn't apply anymore so long articles is good long detailed quality articles is good and great point about the design as well um, you can actually use the, there's a thing called uh, the Wayback Machine. I think it's called the Wayback Machine. Basically, you can look at what sites look like when they launched. Um, and I think this is really inspirational because you can take some of the big sites, some of the big blogs that you probably follow and that you know, and you could look at them when they launched, maybe, you know, four or five years ago, whatever, and it will bring up a page, like a screenshot, right? So <laughs> you'd be surprised, like, because a lot of people, they kind of like follow these blogs and they think they must have just always been like that. Like they must have just always looked the part. But if you go back, if you use this Wayback Machine, waybackmachine.org, something like that, if you use this, you'll be able to see that when they started, it was it was rough, you know? It was a rough design. It wasn't perfected. It had imperfections and things like that. And it's the same with mine. Like if you look at mine... If you go back, if you use this thing and you go back to uh, May or June 2014 and you look at the site and you look at it now, uh, like massive difference, man, like massive, mm. um, you will be shocked at what it, look, at what it looked like before. And uh, it's just, it's all about just getting started. And people love progress as well. People love to kind of see you kind of acting on your vision and kind of building this thing and always making improvements so I do see a lot of people who are kind of starting blogs actually there was a guy who um, started around about the same time with me but he he put up a like a pre-launch page right to capture emails and he put up this page and believe it or not that page is still up the blog has not launched it has been three years <laughs> Right, the page is still up, and his his design team is still apparently working on it. I don't know what they've been working on for three years, man. Like, <laughs> I don't know, how, I don't know how much you can, like, what what is there to perfect? You know, it's like just just start and then just go from there. And you can also gauge kind of like what your audience likes and how well things are doing and that kind of thing. So, and the other thing is like the idea of perfection is always evolving as technology evolves. And as time goes on, so it's like if you're trying to work on something to be perfect right now, then you know that that idea of perfect is going to change in like three six months. You know, so it's like pointless. It's pointless waiting. So yeah, I think that's a great point about literally just starting and just 
being okay with a rough design. I know it it kills some people. It killed me at first to kind of have this rough looking design just sitting there and oh man but mm. you, you you don't have the skill at first to create you don't have the skill or the knowledge or quite the pieces together in your mind to create what you want so you've just got to like be patient let it play out keep building and eventually you'll you'll get there so yeah that's awesome man um thanks for sharing those points and i want to ask you actually both now and when you started, were there any people you were following online for inspiration and motivation? When I was first, so I'll start off when I was first starting, and it's going to sound funny, but I was, I did not want to go to school when I was first starting off, and I, I, it's hard to see, I'm still hard, having a hard time to see the value, but I'm two years in, so I feel like at this point I might as well finish, but when I was first, when it was the summer going into school, I, I I found an article online. It was called The Four Brilliant Reasons Not to Go to College. And it was this, by this guy by the name of Dale Partridge. And Dale Partridge, he found this company called sevenly.org. And what the company did is it just drop, it's essentially just drop ship shirts and they donate money to a charity. And it was like a multi-million dollar company. But he actually got fired from his own company. So he went off and started this other company called Startup Camp, which was the website that I found, that I found him. And on his website, I just started reading like all his articles and, you know, doing, you know, he was just a big entrepreneur that I just never realized. And he actually had a podcast and where during the summer where I'm from, I live on the water. So it's nice that I like to just take a walk down the water each day. And through Dale Partridge's podcast, I learned about different, all these different people. I learned about, you know, John Lee Dumas from Entrepreneur on Fire. And he had these other cool guests like John Gordon and, Jedediah Jenkins, and I just like consumed his podcast, and then I bought his book called People Over Profit, and I just consumed like everything that he was all about, and he just really opened my eyes into entrepreneurship. And then, of course, like as I go on, you know, you discover all these different people, and of course, like having a podcast myself, I have to constantly find all these different people. But the people that I've been, you know, really following lately have has to be, you know, Pat Flynn, his blog Smart Passive Income, and then. John Lee Dumas, his blog, EO Fire, and then MelissaGriffin.com. So those are just three people who I'm following consistently right now. And the cool thing about them is that they put out income reports, and each of them makes over $100,000 a month. So you can go on their income report, and you can see exactly how they're making the money. And I just think that's so beneficial for entrepreneurs. But then they're also just writing tremendous articles. That I think you know it helps me at least you know get a better sense and then also, I can't forget I, Mike Dillard, and I listened to Mike Dillard's podcast for a while called The Self-Made Man, and I, he has a thing called The Self-Made Man Society, and I joined that, and it's like $47 a month, And but he just interviews all these different people like in person, so he did one with Russell Brunson from ClickFunnels, he did one with his ad guy, who uh, I forget his name is, but it's just... When you follow these people, the, just the process of building a successful blog and building a successful company, it just it becomes so simple once you see how all these people are doing it. It's essentially the same process that everyone has. I'll just give you an example. So let's say you have a blog post, and I'll take Melissa Griffin. So she has a blog post on how to create a Pinterest following, and then on her blog post, she'll have a you know a short little banner ad to sign up for her Pinterest workshop webinar. So then she'll have people come to her webinar and, you know, she'll give tremendous, you know, strategies and everything. And at the end of the webinar, she'll just, 
she'll sell her Pinterest course, and then you know the people buy it. And then the goal is is all it is is just getting enough people. So let's say you're selling your course for two ninety seven, and you're putting in Facebook ad revenue for two hundred, and so you're making ninety seven dollars every time someone signs up. So then that's all these that's a lot of the people do is they just continue to put money into Facebook advertisement, and as long as they're making enough money coming off their course, and plus they're getting all these free essentially free email subscribers, which they can market other products to. So just following all these, you know, those four people have just really shown me exactly how easy it is to build a successful business. But I mean, obviously, you have to go out there and put in the work, but it just seems so simple to me now. Yeah, massively. I mean, it, it really eases the process. It really cuts your learning curve in half because these people have already done it, you know. So all you've got to do is follow them, look at what they're posting, look at what they're teaching you about and just kind of copy and replicate the results. And it's funny that you mention um, like Pat Flynn and like the income reports as well because the great thing about, listen, anyone who's trying to build an online brand or an online business, make money online, go to Pat Flynn's website, Smart Passive Income, look at the income reports but look at the last one he published and look at the first one he published, right? And look at the difference between them and look at how he was, you know, in the beginning mm. he wasn't making that much, but over time it just started building up and building up and building up. And I, I can't remember how many years he's been doing it now, but it's just grown to this massive income. And I think that's really inspirational, right? Because if you're starting out and if you're not having a great success and you're making a few dollars here and there, you just got to look at someone like that who's been in the same position and just kind of like you can see their journey. It's just laid out for you. Um, so that's the great thing with people like Pat Flynn, um, um, Harsh Agarwal as well from Shout Me Loud. If you look at his income reports, he makes about 30000 dollars a month now when he first started he made he his first month he made uh like a couple hundred something like that um and that was just from like a friend actually giving him a gig to do like so it wasn't from like his site or anything it was just from like his friends so yeah that's awesome man um i really think that there's a lot of great people you can follow um and the people you mentioned, I, I definitely agree with. You can learn so much from them in such a small space of time. So, Trevor, thank you so much for coming on, man. There's one last question I want to ask you. This has been a great podcast, and I really hope people have learned a lot from it. And I finally just want to ask, where can people learn more about you, and where can people more le learn more about Become the Lion? Yeah, for sure. So if you want to learn more about me, you can just you know find me on Facebook at Trevor Oldham, and that's T-R-E-V-O-R, and then O-L-D-H-A-M. And the same thing on Instagram, that's Trevor Oldham. And then for Become the Lion, you can find us on becomethelion.com, and then the same thing on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, just Become the Lion. All right, guys. So that's been another episode of the Wealthy Gorilla Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. I hope you've taken a lot from this podcast and a lot from Trevor's story. Obviously, he's still young. He's still growing. He's still in college, but he's built this amazing brand, and it's only going to keep growing. So hopefully what he said has been great advice to you, and I really appreciate Trevor for coming on the show. So thank you so much, Trevor, for coming on. 
Dan, thank you. I appreciate you allowing me the opportunity to speak with your audience. No problem at all, man. So thank you guys for listening, and I will see you again with another episode of the Wealthy Gorilla Podcast.